Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, August 5th. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors allocated PG&E settlement funds this week, agreeing to fund the Fire Safe Council for five years, widen East Side Potter Valley Road, and set aside $3 million for drought relief or other emergency needs. And the water shortage is growing ever more dire for the town of Mendocino, with no state or federal help in sight. With no water forthcoming from the city of Fort Bragg or from the Willits Aquifer by way of the skunk train, the town is looking at buying water trucked in from Ukiah. Supervisor Glenn McGordy sketched out the plan. Essentially, we're looking at about 10 truckloads per day, which is doable, truck and trailer loads, and that would would take care of a pretty good chunk of of, uh, Mendocino's water supply, as well as people south of Fort Bragg who are uh, kind of water uh, scarce at the moment. Water Agency Program Manager Josh Metz reported that the Mendocino School District has stepped up, providing one truckload of water per day at cost within the parameters of the district. Supervisor Ted Williams was glad to hear it, but more will be needed. I was relieved to see the school district finding itself in a position to support a load a day. But I'm also hearing about uh, wells going dry or needing to be augmented at a greater rate than supply is increasing. One, one water hauler on the coast told me he can't take any new customers. He got eight calls in one day. Can't take them because he already has a line of customers who need water regularly. He estimated that the cost of hauling from Ukiah, where I believe water may be as low as t- two cents a gallon, to the coast uh, w- will be about 35 cents a gallon. So approximately $1,225 for a 3,500-gallon uh, tank load. I know a lot of families can't afford that, and a lot of businesses may just have to shut down. They can't, restaurants and lodging probably can't afford to operate with water at that price range. Do you see any state subsidy coming to get water from inland to the coast? And if not, does it is it helpful that we have water in Ukiah if we can't get it to the coast economically? McGordy had a slightly different version of the same question for METS. Obviously, if the businesses go down, our communities go down. Having just survived COVID, it, it was not. It would not be a good thing for uh, the hospitality businesses and restaurants to have to close again on the coast right now. Uh, that would be disastrous. So, what what are we hearing? If you know the use of the water is much farther away from, uh, you know, meeting kind of community drinking water needs or domestic needs, people start to get uh, less you know, enthusiastic about supplying water. It's not entirely clear how much water will be available to Ukiah with even pre-1914 water rights curtailed. Short-term solutions were not plentiful, but suggestions for long-term possibilities included what METS called private sector innovative engineering solutions, improving the process for putting in storage ponds and the ever-present goal of raising Coyote Valley Dam. Long-term funding was a goal of the PG&E allocation, which will be finalized later this month. The board used a million and a half dollars from the settlement to fund a carbon reduction plan, shifting several items from the PG&E list to a list of items that can be covered by ARPA, or the American Relief Plan Act. Williams and McGordy discussed the $3 million reserve. I'm worried in some cases, by not spending money, we may end up losing more revenue in bed tax, sales tax, and the like. Should we set aside, um, do we want to spend every dollar or should we set some aside as reserve for water and then later work out the best use? 
I, I think we do. And I, I think on the short term, it's what I call the, the revolving disaster loan fund so that we always have cash on hand to take care of things like we need to hire some water trucks maybe this year that hopefully we can pay in arrears. You know, uh, it, it would be paid as money becomes available to reimburse us from FEMA or somebody. The libraries had requested half a million dollars for backup generators so they could serve as gathering places during power shutoffs. Supervisors agreed they would rather provide solar panels and battery power, but Assistant CEO Darcy Antle said it would take some more research to find out if that's a feasible option. McGordy found last-minute support for a proposal to use $36,000 to set up an evacuation center for large animals at the rodeo grounds in Potter Valley. The plan includes fencing panels, a new well, well pump, and pump house. Also would double as a, as a water source for, um, for fire and such during fire emergencies. So they, they have several pumps, but, uh, you know, always having a water source for fire. Potter Valley's got kind of a unique situation because they, they don't have hydrants. They need to be able to go somewhere to fall for water. Redwood Valley Fire and Water Services were funded with a combination of ARPA and PG&E money, but the Grange was left out, in spite of half a dozen letters from Grange members pleading for enough money to repair the building and put in a commercial kitchen. Supervisor Maureen Mulhern made a case for another community resource she feared would be overlooked. One um, that I had really wanted to see make it And I understand, you know, we definitely want to have a reserve because we're not running out of disasters in Mendocino County. But the uh, county cultural responsiveness on tribal lands for $15,000 seemed like an incredibly uh, small ask for something that is really important. Her colleagues agreed. There are some lingering hard feelings about the original funding list, which was full of items that did not pertain to disasters or the first district where the fires raged in 2017. But Supervisor Dan Jurdy summed up the feeling at the end of the discussion. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of uh, positive, constructive things happen with the, these funds in Mendocino County for decades to come. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.